Hi, you're listening to the Headhunting Housewives podcast with your recruiter, Diane O'Brien, episode number 15. Hello, Headhunting Housewives. This is Diane O'Brien, your recruiter. Hope everyone is doing great today. It was snowing here out in beautiful Philadelphia. Actually, a little bit of hail even and snow, but it's so pretty outside right now, like a winter wonderland. So hopefully you're enjoying your day. I even took my dog for a beautiful walk in it, which was kind of fun. Um, But anyway, I want to jump right into speaking with you all today about some real clients so you can keep getting a sense of what it's like to be a real recruiter. I think the last podcast I did was more focused on, um, you know, me help mentoring you all and learning about recruiting, but I kind of want to get right into a day in the life of stuff. So for those of you out there trying to figure out if you want to jump in, this will be helpful. And then again, for those of you that are already a recruiter and want to go deeper, um, you know, email me because I'm going to have different groups for that. But again, today's podcast is going to be all about a real day in the life of, of a recruiter. So I'm going to speak today just to the actual clients that I kind of have on my desk. And, and so you can get a sense of what it feels like, what that looks like as far as contracts and, and how you basically manage your desk as a full kind of service recruiter. Now, you've probably, if you've read the book, Work From Home Headhunter that I've written or any other recruiting books, you realize there's all different kinds of recruiters out there. There's contingent recruiters or exclusive or retained. And I've done the gamut from when I first started my business almost 20 years ago to now I've gone from the very baseline type of recruiting to just being a sourcer, you know, sourcing and finding people all the way through to executive retained search. It's kind of like the, the top knot for you're getting paid a lot of money to even start a search um, at the highest level. So, and instead of just staying, you know, there, I've kind of gone back and forth of the years to whatever kind of fit the timing of my life, right? Because I am a mom first and family comes first and I travel and, and have other things that are more important than the job. So at times, executive searches are great because you can have a couple of those only to really get you through. Um, you make a lot more money, but they're a lot longer to kind of find the right person. And then other times, I don't mind working with a contingent firm if they reached out to me and I can have a lot of quick hits right away and make some money. So I'm very open to whatever's come my way through the years. I know a lot of other recruiters have only you know, certain clients and they stay very focused on one niche, but I'm not like that. I mean, even with industries, um, I've been um, throughout, I feel like so many industries and that's just because of the people that have reached out to me. So I'm very open to new opportunities. I started in healthcare, as I've talked about, and then got into IT and even into clean technology and then into um, tech and um, financial and insurance and now cannabis even. And so, and then new things, EOS, which is new to me. But um, anyway, so whatever industry reaches out to me for help, I've always been very open to because I love to learn new stuff. I mean, I'm learning new stuff every day still. So this has just always kept recruiting very interesting to me. Another great reason to love recruiting. So as far as how you manage all of that, you know, and when you first start out for you newbies out there, you know, you're not going to take on all these different things. It'll be quite confusing. You'll probably have one little sector you'll start on uh, with a client. One client you'll start with and you'll grow that to two clients and three clients and four clients and however many you can manage. Typically, I've always found, again, depending upon what the contracts are, I don't take on more than a few clients at a time, especially if one client might have a couple job orders for me. Um, there have been times when I've hired teams of salespeople for like the GEs of the world or the Siemens or Hitachis where I didn't take on any executive stuff I, or any other jobs even. I just focused on hiring their teams quickly. Um, 
But then again, like times like right now, I'm able to bring on a team for one company and do an executive search for another just because things are more streamlined. So for instance, right now, um, like this morning, I had two calls scheduled. Actually, I had to reschedule the one. The first call was going to be with a healthcare company that I'm hiring about 20 to 25 recruiters for, which I've already given um, podcasts. I'm very excited on this one because it's going to help all of you out there um, you know, find recruiting jobs that might be new to it or experienced um, that want to be recruiters. They're, right now, I, I would do most of my hiring around the Philadelphia area. So I know this podcast is going all around the world. So it's not like you're going to be the one. <laughs> but just to know that, you know, those are those kind of recruiter jobs are out there. And a couple of people have found me from this podcast right here in Philly near the area I'm hiring. So that's for healthcare recruiters um, that I'm doing about 25 uh, first quarter. Um, but the other call I had this morning then was for a newer client in the cannabis company um, looking for a COO search. This is kind of our second call with them. Um, we're kind of meeting all the players. You first meet the, um, uh, well, I want to say he wasn't really the CEO. He's kind of like the acting CEO um, as they're building their company. And then you have the capital and investing partners. Um, so it's a, it's a company that's kind of a startup, basically, which I love startups because they're not as um, process-oriented or structured as the GEs of the world, but they're usually a lot more cool and fun to work with. <laughs> um, so that was a call I had this morning for, I guess, maybe about 45 minutes they usually run. And those are just introducing yourself to a new client. So although I already had a call back in December with some of the players in the company, they then gave my name out to their other capital partners. So they can kind of call and vet me over the phone before it moves forward. So that will be part of your day. And I always like to do those calls in the morning when I can schedule it because they're really the most important. It's if you again, if you're looking for clients, you have to nurture those calls. So um, that'll be part of a day in the life of you recruiting is making sure you're spending time in the morning having those phone calls with your clients, whether it's, like I mentioned, the healthcare client I had that would be for a team of recruiters um, or if it's for a higher level capital investor that wants to talk to you about doing a really high level executive search for like a C-level player. Um, so those are the kind of things, you know, that are on my desk um, that I'll be working. Uh, one for sure, the other one I'm getting ready to close. Um, and then I think I mentioned there was, you know, like a recruiting job out in California, which is very high end one in the financial market, right? So on that one, the customer's already in the door, um, the contract's been signed. I'm basically doing the search on that to where, um, you know, you're basically, and, and so you can say that works for me, and this would be for you too, not only are you doing postings and um, searching the web or mainly LinkedIn or the Indeeds is what I use. But on LinkedIn, I use, you know, the most professional uh, package they offer so I can really do projects very specific on the searches I'm doing. So while in the morning I might be closing new deals and talking to new clients, my afternoon is going to be more on that search that are, is already underway um, and then changing up those search factors. So like in a LinkedIn, for instance, when we get the nitty gritty into our mentoring groups, we really get into, okay, what is some of the secrets of success when you're on LinkedIn and you're putting in searches? And, you know, I've gone through those LinkedIn, um, calls where they teach you how to use a system, but still there's a, some, what I feel now might be common sense stuff to little tricks of the trade that you should do. Um, in actually setting up your search, but then also the follow-ups and your emails, and just little things, little details of how you send out that first email and then how do you keep track of yourself, you know, to make sure you follow up twice and the third time. Because a lot of recruiting 
is organization and really smart follow-up. So um, I think through the years, I've had so much trial and error that a lot of it now seems like common sense. And I forget until I'm working with some of you or if I'm working at a... um, a partner client of mine where they want me to help mentors and their recruiters. And I realize it's, you know, I see a paragraph or a page or saying to a client, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> let's make that three sentences of three paragraphs before you hit send on that. So just some basic, you know, things that will get you a lot further um, when closing deals or closing candidates and all that good stuff. So on LinkedIn, there's a lot to be learned that we could go so deep on. Um, but anyway, just back as far as real clients, so that's kind of like the clients that are on the desk or some of them right now. And, you know, and it shifts like a month ago, I was closing out a job for another, a smaller cannabis firm. And then there were some VP roles in finance that had already closed. Now, I guess it was late December. So it's ever evolving, right? You'll be closing some deals as you take new ones on. And then there'll be the job orders that's on your desk that you're working. Um, some go right to um, the timeline that you've put out for that, where um, you know you have an idea of when you'll finish a search and it works out great. Other times, especially executive level searches, can take a lot longer. I mean, executive searches, if you're hunting for a COO, for a CEO, that can go um, 60, 90, 120 days and out, right? I mean, sometimes they can go six months. You don't ideally want that. I mean, there have been searches that even go to a year that's not ideal deal for clients. Um, but that's often because of the client and recruiter relationship. Um, usually the stronger fit, and if everything's going accordingly, it should happen within a quarter, to be honest, um, you know, maybe four or five months, but really it should be a lot quicker when everything is streamlined. But a lot of a recruiter's success is really based upon your relationship with your client, how well you're getting to know them, um, the respect that goes both ways. You can really calibrate your search the quickest and find exactly what they're looking for. So there's so much in that relationship that helps you close the deal. And that's one of the reasons I mentioned when you're taking on clients or looking on to take on clients, the ones that you really mesh with well is so important, not just for your own peace of mind, but that way when you're working the job, you kind of really understand them as a person, the culture of their company is, and that when you're targeting the candidates for them, you get it. Like you, you're not just looking for resumes and, you know, company names. For good recruiters, it's way more of an art than a science. You have to really get into it as a culture fit. What's their background as far as not just um, how they've worked, but what they've done and how it matches up with what the company is looking for and, you know, all that kind of nitty gritty stuff that we dive into a lot deeper in our mentoring groups. But um, as far as just for the purpose of this call, that's going to be a day in your life of, right? So a lot of your day will be as a recruiter searching for candidates and having those conversations um, and managing your desk, especially if you're going to be I mean, whether you're a corporate recruiter and you're going to go in an office, you will have multiple things to manage. Um, But especially if you want to be an entrepreneur and start your recruiting business, then there's a whole lot to manage, right? Because you'll have multiple clients at different levels, plus just all the business stuff that comes up like bookkeeping or software or your databases. All those things are, you know, obviously uh, topics in themselves, CRMs and ATSs. Uh, which are applicant tracking systems for your applicants or um, customer relationship management things like Salesforce, uh, marketing like HubSpot or Marketo. There's just a billion things as a business owner you have to consider. Um, But as far as your day in the life of, again, you can never let this whole, all the business become overwhelming because it very much, as I'm talking about all the different facets, it gives me a little anxiety. (laughs) I'm so glad that I'm not starting out in some ways because I wish I had someone like me back when I was starting out because it it was overwhelming. I I mean, I definitely had times of like, oh, burnout or just feeling overwhelmed or feeling like I was failing at stuff. But 
I just kind of never gave up. And then you do figure it out. And sometimes one little tweak makes all the difference, right? Um, oh gosh, so I can tell stories about that. But um, anyway, so to stay on topic as far as kind of real clients, you know, that's kind of how you're going to set your um, desk up. You want the clients that you're, getting, you're working for many, many years, new ones, um, finishing out the old ones. And this always having an eye to the future, right? I go kind of quarter by quarter. That works well for me. That way you never get, you know, too overwhelmed as well. And the other thing to make sure about is, you know, I had to say no to a client or a potential client recently. And I think I mentioned this in another podcast where I was debating whether to take it on or not. I wasn't sure if I meshed well with a person. And and sometimes you just have to say no, even though it's leaving money on the table. Um, the interesting thing about that, I'm so glad that I didn't go for it with it because another client has come up that's offered a lot more money. And right now with all the hiring happening in 2020, you don't have to be... Um, stingy with what you're offering and you can be picky. So it's like a recruiter's market, right? And the candidate's market right now, because there's so many great jobs out there and there's a lot of money out there. Um, so anyway, that's just kind of some real clients I want to speak to, because I promise I would kind of speak to the kind of what goes on on your desk that day. Um, I'm kind of getting these little helpful podcast out either early in the morning, it seems lately, or during my lunch break, which my, it's again my lunch like yesterday. I'm putting this out there for you all. Um, just again, you get a sense of it. And um, what I'm going to do, I'll finish this podcast up as far as the clients. But uh, if you want to go deeper in any of this, again, please find me online. I'm not, I can't promise I'll get back to you because it is a matter of time and I'm very busy, but I do try to read everything and get back to people that make sense um, for if I can help them very quickly. And I am going to uh, put people into different groups to help out. So I'll look out for more information coming your way. I have some definitely Zoom groups already going on Fridays that made sense for people. So if you've already signed up at headhuntinghousewives.com just to get on my radar and get on my mailing list, you know, feel free at that point, you'll have my email um, and you can find me on LinkedIn. Of course, Facebook, I have a Head Hunting Housewives group. Um, you know, feel, feel free to email if you have any questions or topics maybe you want me to speak to. I'm fine with putting a podcast out to answer your questions that then it helps a lot more of you than just the person asking it. So that's why the group sessions always work so well anyway um, versus just the one-on-ones. Although I know people like the one-on-one custom time, but it's hard to, you know, time, it's time-consuming, obviously. So um, anyway, I do hope these podcasts are, podcasts are helping you as you're figuring out if recruiting is right for you. It is, again, a fantastic career. It might seem a little overwhelming as I cover a lot of different topics, but um, that's just kind of where my career has taken me. You can do it any way you want it. I mean, for years, I kept it super simple when the kids were small. I had different clients. I would pick one at a time and just work with them. I still take off summers. Um, you know, I still have a great balance in my work week. I'm not working crazy times. I still walk my dog in the morning. In the summer, I'm enjoying the pool or whatever. We travel probably almost quarterly. So it's like, you know, don't, I don't want you to get the idea that even though I'm talking fast right now, I'm talking about the different clients I'm working with and mentoring and things I have going in that might seem overwhelming. It's all how you kind of place it in your day, right? And there's no rush to any of this. So I've learned that through the years where if you're thinking about taking this on, just listen to people like myself, find other mentors, go for all the free information out there, right? So, I mean, this is all free I'm putting out, um, which is great. I feel you can go on podcasts right now or YouTubes and get so much free information you never could before. So just keep listening week to week to week and you'll know when you want more, when you want to start maybe investing more in yourself 
myself or I just did that for myself the other day. I invested in a piece of software I never would have done a year ago, but I'm like, I'm ready. I'm at that stage. I'm going to invest in myself more. And when you get there, then you'll be investing in the mentors that you want or products or software that's going to make your life better and always pays dividends. Um, So anyway, hope that is helpful and uh, have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come join us over at headhuntinghousewives.com. It is completely free to join and we offer lots of great advice, support, and even a little inspiration. So please come join us at headhuntinghousewives.com. That is housewives with a V.com. And yes, this still is for you men as well. Hope to see you all there.